Welcome back to the Golden Perceptions Podcast. I am Angel. And I am KB, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. It just couldn't stay in there. You can <laughs> Oh my gosh. How are you? I'm well. I am doing so good today. Actually, I've been doing really good this week. You know, God has been so good to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got to give him his props. Love to How hear you it. Been? I'm okay. I'm over here persevering. I'm feeling my best. Let me give a disclaimer. If you guys hear an unusual sound, I have my diffuser going, blowing <laughs> in my face with some peppermint because I'm a little bit like sinusy and all type of stuff today. But um, other than that, I'm blessed. You blessed. And you mm-hmm. better say that. You blessed, mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> Ain't going to be well and healed tomorrow. You hear me? Blessed, well and healed. Man. Anyway, so, okay, let me get my disclaimer now. So, tonight, we're going to do something different, right? So, she doesn't know this, but I am going to spin the block on a conversation that I feel like I want to know more about. Oh. We spinning blocks, okay? And you, you know, sure I don't spin the block. You know, I be uh, like, spin the blocks no more. You probably should be. Anyway, so just so y'all know, like, there, the, the what I'm gonna discuss tonight with her, there was a conversation that she and I had in previous, you know, in private. Um, and I want to know more about it. And I'm hoping that in her healing process and the journey that she is on, that she opens up the way that I think she will and tells me more about this. And I think this will be helpful to you, friend, because you know, where you're at in your journey, like living your truth and like, Mm -hmm. you know, addressing things and healing from things that have hurt you and people has, you know, that has done things to you. So anyway, you ready Mm -hmm. for me to... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I'll okay. get ready quick. <laughs> well, okay, so I'll just put this out there, and then maybe if you want to tell your story, and then I'll like we can go from there. So okay. she doesn't know what this is about, but I'm gonna give her a hint. So there was a time where two people were involved that were really close to you in a situation, and they ended up hooking up. Oh, <laughs> that story. Yeah, that story. Well, let me start by saying that I am 99.9% healed from that situation. Okay. Um, I will be willing to talk about it so I can get to my 100. Because guys okay. Amen. So I, I'll be willing to share. And I've said in previous episodes, you guys might have heard me reference like a situation where I'm like, oh, I'll talk about it one day. But I guess my friend going to lay it on me today <laughs> and I got to talk about it. Um. So, yeah. What, where you want me to start or what? Like, <laughs> Well, OK, first, I want you to tell a story because I want them to hear from your mouth what happened so that you can kind of give like sentiment of like how it really made you feel and things like that. OK, where should I start? Well, hopefully I don't um, leave anything out. I think I told y'all before at like the age of seven, I was diagnosed with selective memory. So which is a 
trauma response. So Mm -hmm. I might have blocked some stuff out, but I'll give it to you as best I remember it. So the situation that my friend is talking about is um, when I was 17, I had a child. And maybe a year after that, my child's father engaged in a relationship with whom was supposed to be my best friend a girl that was supposed to be my best friend (laughs) um so you want me just tell the story or like (sighs) okay so let me just start by let me just say this like that just has to be one of the worst situations to be in every time I hear it like even just that part about it it it's cringy for me because it's like how would I how does a person feel like how do you move on from that like how do you react to that like how so that's why I'm here today asking you questions it's gonna seem like a slight interview so you know it's gonna be really based on like what your answers are but yeah it was a lot it was a lot it took many many years for me to um first move past it then get Mm -hmm. over it like first it was the move past it then get over although I didn't desire to be with the person anymore nor that I desire to have a friendship with that person anymore it still was a process right okay so let's start from the beginning right okay so you with your son's father you were together with him for how long um probably about two years prior to the incident um maybe like yeah no I really don't know maybe this is the part I don't remember but so it all happened in high school first let me tell you about my my relationship with both of them made me start there okay so um as far as she goes I was friends with her before I met him um she and I became friends our like freshman year of high school and I think I kind of connected with her because she was in the foster system although I was raised by my grandmother and I I was adopted by my grandma so we were connected and she lived with a foster family and um she me and her became close like our freshman year of high school we became really really close she ended up having a child and um you know I would just hang out with her all the time outside of school um be around her and her her child um at the time and then I believe my sophomore year um my son's father transferred to our school and maybe some months into him being there Um, He and I started to talk. So we ended up dating or whatever. And we did stuff and (laughs) produced a child. But even before that, like where there was me, there was her. You know what I'm saying? So she was around us a lot. And um, they knew each other. And I want to say... When I was pregnant with my son, I will never forget this. Um, I was at school one day and a girl came up to me like a girl whom 
I didn't, I wasn't friends with. Like, the -hmm. connection I had with her was maybe the year before, there was a boy that she liked that liked me. So she one day came to me and told me, like, I just want to tell you that your baby daddy and your best friend messing with each other. And I'm like, what? Like, so for me hearing it from her, it's like, girl, you still holding a grudge over something. You know, I didn't believe yeah. it. I just did friction. Right. So I just didn't believe it. So I literally was like, what? And I don't <laughs> even know if I mentioned it to the girl that was my friend at the time or him. Because to me, it was like, girl, what? So, I, but I would like when everything came out, it was like, wow, like I should have listened. Right. So um, I went into labor. When I went into labor, she was at the hospital when I had my child. He was there in my family. Um, and then I want to say maybe I had got out of high school and everything. And maybe a year after that, like y'all, I really don't even remember how exactly I found out. I just remember finding out that they was messing with each other and they had been messing with each other the entire time. Like, like, okay. Okay. So let's back up. Okay, so when you say you knew her and you knew her way before him, like she was she considered to be like your best friend or like would you say y'all were just friend. like confidants or no, we were best friends at the time. Like I said, I met her my freshman year of high school. We both were freshmen. We became really, really close. I was always around her and her child's father. Yeah. Um, we hung out, like I would go to her house, um, where she lived outside of school and, you know, go around her. So we were like best friends. Like she was my first high school best friend. Like, of course I had like friends that I came from elementary school with that I still talk to, but she was the first person that I grew a friendship with in high school and we became best friends. Okay. So during the time that you were friends with her and then when you met him like how did you and he meet well we met at school (laughs) okay um yeah like I said it was our sophomore year so me and her were like a year year and a half in by that point okay so y'all had been friends for a year before you met him and then right you met him at school okay yeah he transferred to our school and you ended up getting pregnant mm-hmm. and people might not know this, but you got pregnant on the first time, right? Mm, well, Second. he was my first, but it wasn't right, that's what first I mean. time. Oh, yeah. it wasn't your first time, but he was your first. So you, okay. Yeah. Clarity purposes. He was mm-hmm. your first, but you didn't get pregnant on the first time. Okay. All right. Okay. Um... <laughs> Okay, so, okay, wait, wait, wait. So now I feel like with her being your friend, like, I wonder if there was, like, a liking already, like, to him that she had that she may have not displayed. Like, did you see any signs? Like, when you think back about it, did you see signs where she was, like, maybe, you know, friendly? You know how in high school everybody yeah, friends like with everybody. Yeah, like, flotatious or just super uncomfortably friendly with him yeah no 
Really? No. When I literally think back, like, although she used to be around he and I, when we were all together, like, I didn't even really see them talk like a, for somebody make a common joke and everybody laugh, but like them just having a conversation. I can't remember that. It was nothing like, so they were like deep, deep in it to the point where they didn't want nobody knowing. Clearly. And it's obviously probably because she had a situation and so did he. And Mm -hmm. they felt like if either one of them got out, like they could be caught by significant others. Right. But at this time, so when I eventually actually got concrete that they were messing around, she was with a different guy. I'm not trying to out her. It's her situation. She was with a different guy. And... I want to say she was either pregnant or had just recently had a baby Uh with this guy. Um, Oh, that's how I found out. He messaged me on Facebook. Oh, the guy. Her child's father, her second child's father. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, how did you find out? Okay. He messaged me on Facebook like, hey, I need to talk to you. Can I please... uh, can I please call you or you call me? And I'm like, what? So I'm thinking like, oh, maybe they into it or something. Let me just see. You know, I had no ill intent by speaking with him. But um, he was like, oh, he was so hurt, y'all. I felt worse for him. Like, I'm just that type of person. But I think in the moment of speaking with him, I felt worse for him than I felt for myself. He was so hurt, y'all. And God rest his soul he's no longer here but um mm-hmm. he was so hurt like yeah they messing around did you know that I'm like what like and I don't know something about him saying it and running detail details down like of what how he found out it just I believed it like I did not feel like like he and I never I by this time we were out of high school when I found this out let me clear that up. We were out of high school. And although she and I were still best friends, we wasn't tight. Like, we in a work world now. We, You know what I'm saying? We wasn't seeing yeah. each other every day. So when she get, came to really be in a relationship with this guy, I I had, at that point, not been around them. Like, I don't know how long they was together before this happened. Those two. Can't tell their story. But I had never really been around. But he went to our high school, too. So I knew of him. But never really had no, like, conversations. He just always seemed like a nice person. Y'all, he was so hurt. And I felt worse for him than myself at the time. But once the conversation was over and he just like, yeah, I found messages in her phone. You know, just telling me everything. And I'm like, I don't even remember what I was saying. And I'm like, I think I was just more stuck. And then just hearing him made me feel horrible for him. Yeah. So it wasn't really till the phone call was over and I just sat there for a minute like and then a girl telling me that they was messing around played in my head like okay it's twice this been said to me like uh-huh. okay so I called him like oh so you messing with such and such and he like caught and guilty so now he hangs up so I uh-huh. called her like oh so you talking to him like she hangs up 
So now I'm calling both of them back to back. Nobody wants to pick up for me. So now I'm sending texts. Now I'm leaving voicemails. Now I'm calling back to back because what y'all gonna do is talk to me. I wouldn't do that these days, guys. Mind you, I was like 18, close to 19. I don't know. Um, I am shocked. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, we've talked about this like briefly, like surface level, but I've never heard the story. And I feel like, I'm like shocked. Oh, like I, I don't know. Keep going. I'm listening. <laughs> so I ended up telling him. So I ended up telling <sighs> him like, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to mess your car up. Because he had like a old school Chevy that he had parked behind somebody else's house. Not his house, but on his block. And I knew where it was. And I knew how uh-huh. he cared about the car. So remember in the previous episode, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Like, if I tell y'all why, it'll be justified. Hopefully, I get my justification, but I wouldn't do it again. Um, I, pro- so, I probably would have helped you. <laughs> that was Ashley. Remember, she brought up the whole... Oh, that was around the time where yes. she... Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Ashley was visiting Chicago at this time. It was just like, oh, no, you already know how my sister is. It was like, what? oh. So, I knew where she lived at this point. Because she, um, we were adults, basically. Now she had her own place. Okay. Which was around the corner from my house. So. So he was go. Oh, so he was going over there. Obviously. Uh, around the corner from your house. Yes. Okay. It was literally a block up and a block over. Around the corner type. Not like mm. <laughs> far. So we go to her house. Ringing the bell. Nobody would come to the door. All this. So I eventually started raining. We were driving around. So she finally like, oh, you want to meet up? Like messaging. Like, so it's a place in Chicago called the Forest Preserve. Where it's just like a lot of open outdoorsy air. She's like, meet me at the Forest Preserve. Okay, bet. Like, we mm-hmm. go meet you at the Forest Preserve. Like, so. Um, we so go wait, there. pause. Pause. So was she like giving energy, like fight energy, like yes. or talk, like no? So she, so she knew you found out she was, she knew you were upset. So she like basically came with that same energy, like of being yes. upset and being mad at you and wanting to fight. Yes, uh, you gotta be okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so. Um, we pull up to the forest preserve, waited there, waited there, messaging that she stopped answering the phone and never showed up. So, okay, can't get to her. Because at this point, I want to fight. Like, I have to put my hands on you. Like, I just have to. There has to be, like, some right. hands laid. Like, because there's no other way. Me. No other way. So, couldn't get to her. So, ended up pulling up on this block messing up the car the person who house it was was calling him like she messing up your car so he called me like are you serious no come like come I just wanted to hurt somebody so that was the whole thing nothing ever happened that night but y'all don't understand like shortly after that I found out he had moved in with her so it was like when he wanted to get my my son like he would take my son there like it was a, a lot. <laughs> like a friend. Like I don't think like, they even continued after the fact. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is he older than you? No, we are day and an hour apart. But she's older than you, right? No. No. Okay. Okay. We okay. all were the same age. 
that is crazy. So they so how long did they continue your relationship after the fact? Um, I really don't know because I disengaged and um I really don't want to speak on other people's situation, but to my understanding, allegedly, um he got with somebody that was she was befriending or friending her another person that went to high school with us oh so basically he did the same thing to her that he did to you i don't know that's their story i wasn't really there for that but from what i heard Mm. that's what happened so i don't know i don't know i can't really confirm that because i wasn't there but um it was hard like y'all don't understand like i i was trying to move on like with someone else at a point and unbeknownst to me like one day a specific situation somebody he knew must have saw me in a mall with this person and our son and then he gets a call of me out of nowhere going crazy like bro you forfeited the right to tell me who I can be around especially with our child like I have like, to give my surrender my child to you to go be over there like you know what I'm saying like you have no voice you have no say in what I have going on over here no at whatsoever. all it was really really hard um when I say hurt like I've never since then been hurt by a relationship like that like it really shaped me in a lot of ways um I'm probably skipping over stuff but just to give context on how it shaped me, like I literally, although I was over him, I literally had dreams about the situation for years. For years, I had dreams about it. I literally did not, cause I'm the type of person, like I have to understand it. Like I'm always putting myself in other people's shoes, friend. You know, I'll be like, oh, this happened. Tell me if I was wrong. Yeah. If I was wrong, I'm willing to say I was wrong. I can understand they was coming from this place, but this what happened. So I'm I'm always the type of person that's just like, let me put myself in their shoes. You know, I need to understand why they came from the place that they came from. So it really shaped how I was. I didn't feel comfortable around my friends and their guys because I could not understand. Like, how do you grow a liking for? Although to this day, I have not and will never grow a liking to my friends, man. Because I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I don't ever want to be in that space. I never felt comfortable. So that was another yeah. way that it shaped me. Um, mm-hmm. There was a time, two times I ran into her after this situation. And I kid y'all not. At, like when I say I would have dreams, they will be constant around the time I was finna run into her, but I didn't know at the time. Uh-huh. Like the first time I ran into her, I was at a store. And this was probably like they were together, heavy living together. Um I ran into her at a store. I was at a store with my friend and my son. And she came in with another girl who we all three were friends at one point. Uh-huh. Um like she wanted to fight. Literally, like she wanted to fight. So I was like, okay, I have no problem with fighting you, but I'm not about to fight nobody in front of my child. Like, I'm not about to traumatize him back then. Like, you know how I am about my kids. I said, let me, I told my friend, please go put him in a car and can you just drive around? Like, I was all for it, but like, don't. So the people in the store was just like, no, like trying to, I was ready. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. So, 
even that time, I believe I ended up getting a call from him and he like, man, just don't y'all got my son. No, tell her. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then another time, it was some years after that, <laughs> I seen her and uh, we was in the car taking my sister to work. And that time was not pretty. I don't want to incriminate myself on this podcast, but some things happened. And I was getting phone calls at that point, like, man, why y'all do her like that? And it wasn't supposed to be what it was, but it happened. And uh, it was hard for a long time. Let's back up because I want to really dive into what I feel like could be a healing moment or a self-reflection moment. You said that, you know, for this has shaped the way that you, it shaped you differently after the fact. Like it kind of made you look at certain situations different. Like when you're around your friends and their men or, you know, like it just made you move different as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have to also keep in mind before I even go on with the question that you guys were in high school, like these were high school kids. Like we all done some really dumb, stupid things in high school, but Mm -hmm. the fact that high school for us probably wasn't that long ago when you think about it, Mm -hmm. it's like, I can see that still take an effect on you, especially if this was like someone who was your first, who was your first child's father like you know he, he you experienced some real very important for, important I'm sorry my words are tied up you experienced some very important first with this person and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was it had to be some type of love and you know something that you had for him to yeah. feel for sure so yeah, during that time for sure yeah so when I really think about like when you made the statement of like how it shaped you do you feel like um it has altered the way you operate as a whole when it comes to like not just previous relationships but like your current marriage like the way that you move and operate to in today as a woman I think a result of that whole situation was because I've never felt betrayal like that before that. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say I have not felt betrayal like that after that. Did I get into other relationships while I was cheating on? Absolutely. I was cheated on in almost all of them. Yeah. But the first sign of something, it was like, I'm out. Like, I, I didn't, there was no fight in me. So you didn't wait around to be hurt or like want to experience that same feeling again. So it's like, okay, any sign of something looking like you trying to hurt me, you was gone. Yeah. 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 It was, I I didn't care to question it. I didn't care to, so it got, it kind of got me in a, so there's this thing where people say all men cheat. Although I don't agree with the all men cheat because that situation I just thought oh no not me and that was Mm -hmm. a young minded me but Mm -hmm. although I don't rally around the all men cheat I just feel like everybody is capable of cheating it's the decision right Mm -hmm. so 
I allow people to do exactly what they want to do. Even my husband, mm-hmm. I allow him to be exactly who he chooses to be. Not saying he cheats or nothing like that, but if yeah. I was faced with a situation like, like that, it wouldn't shock me because you're, we all capable of it. Will I yeah. accept it? H no. You know what I'm saying? No, I would not accept it at all. Yeah. But I think from that was a result of me just being like, it's possible. You can do it yeah. right now. Even in my marriage, like I'm just not like, oh, not my husband. He will never do it. Do I pray that he wouldn't? No, you know, I pray he wouldn't. Yeah. But do I just, I just don't, I don't feel like, it, I think it kind of tapped into an emotion. Like I'm, how do I explain it? Like, you know how sometimes I'm like, friend, I just feel like I don't have the correct emotions. Like, Mm-hmm. at certain times like I feel like it altered my emotions when it comes to certain things okay and okay so my question to that is is a lot of people really don't know your your backstory like your history prior to all of this you growing up as a child a lot of people don't really know that um you know the ins and outs you know you have mm-hmm. spoken about things surface level and said that you were raised by your grandma um But do you think that the number of times in which you may have felt wronged or like, um, I'll say, and I want to use my words wisely because I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying something crazy, but Mm in, in the times in which you were a child from the moment of growing up as a child to that point and thereafter, do you feel like the amount of times that you experience either someone leaving you um, or causing you any type of pain that we would consider abuse in any way um, and feeling like you can't trust a person to be around do you think that including what you went through with him kind of ties into that pardon kind of ties into that now where you're like yeah I don't let a lot of things affect me like or do you think it was just that one moment when he did it like when he betrayed you it, it resembled on a on a different level because all before that was child it was a child and growing and this was me walking into adulthood it was just a different level of life that it happened yeah to answer your question I feel like it was all of it because even then I maybe the young parted the young-minded part of me I just literally felt during that time like man like why did why is it that everybody I really love walk away i.e my mom i.e my dad than uh-huh. this you know what I'm saying like I really care you know like so yeah. it, it kind of made me feel like well if you love less you don't have to feel this mm. okay so that makes sense and, and it was embarrassing like for many many years I was embarrassed by it and the reason I could talk about it now because I let go of my embarrassment it wasn't mine to have like I didn't do anything wrong in a situation yeah but when you talk about I've had people over the years who went to school with us and everybody knows, especially 
closely after that time come to me like, oh, I will never be friends with her. I don't trust her after how she did. That don't make me feel good that you say that. It just triggers me, you know? Yeah. Or when you talk about school reunions, I will never go. I will never go. Yeah. Like, not to have a woe is me mentality because I don't have that anymore. But for a lot of years of my life, I always felt like I was the one that was whispered about. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's in school personnel. Oh, that's the one who's raised by a grandma, you know, mm-hmm. or family members. Oh, they parents do this or that. Yeah. You know, like, so then you get to that situation. Oh, she the one that her baby daddy did this with her best friend. Like, I always felt like I'm the one that's being whispered about it. You kind of just kind of stay out of the, you know, the mix in order to keep from feeling like being that person. So it kind of sounds like it definitely created some outside of what, like I said, what you experienced as a child. It's not like it created some more insecurities in you as well. Like, For sure. Yeah. Like, and maybe some that is probably more deep rooted today than you probably even realize. So obviously you guys moved on and continue co-parenting and stuff like that. I am aware of that. In, in between those years of this happening and I'll say present day, has there ever been an apology from him? He did write me a letter okay. years after. Um, and in the letter, it just, we both were still young then, although it was not being a teenager, we both were still young and Mm -hmm. it took me years to even process the letter and just, just forgive because it was necessary. But in the letter, it was just like, you know, I apologize if it makes you feel better. She came on to me. No, that don't make me feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was very triggering. The letter was very triggering. So I tucked it away. And for many years, we'll go back to it and just like try to process through it. Because I was trying to heal on so many levels. And sometimes yeah. it just got too thick that I'm like, okay, I can't. I can't, you know. Do but, you still have it? So, um, I don't know. I just, I had to forgive for me. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. I had to forgive me. And just, you know, you bring up the way I was brought up and the insecurities that alone um, created in me to that happening to me. It took me a long time to just even realize that it wasn't my fault. And I hate talking about it because I never want a person to feel like I have a woe is me mentality. Yeah. I want to be clear. Like I did not have the tools to not feel like woe is me. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think, well, even when you think about the situation, I get that you don't want to be looked at as like, Oh, I'm this victim or, 
everybody should feel sorry for me in the process. But at the same time, I feel like it's it's a very tumultuous situation to be in one because you call somebody your best friend. And like, there is a difference between relationships where you have a friend, you have a confidant, you got school friends. But when you look at somebody as your best friend, like when you see me, you see her. When, you know, we vibing together we're eating together we taking up for one another like that high school stuff is real serious and it does really kind of form us going into adulthood it kind of forms us to be who we are until we heal or grow out of that or become you know more adults to understand what we went through in high school but I think you were afforded the right to feel like you know, you, it, it was tough. Not only that, you were a new mom. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, everything yeah. was new. And not only, what I haven't even mentioned now is that my grandmother was not okay with me being with him. Like, and rightfully so, period. Yeah. You know, but that was also something else that was like, I told you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, it was so embarrassing on so many levels. Like, on so many levels, it was embarrassing. And, of course, at that age, you you don't know no better. So, you like, oh, I'm with this person. We have a child. We're going to grow old together. We're going to raise a family. I felt guilt that my child didn't have a two-parent home at the age of 18, you know? Like, yeah. I felt guilt. Like, something I shouldn't even been feeling because... For one, I shouldn't have had a child, but I did, and I'm grateful. But two, it wasn't my fault, but I felt guilt for it. I don't know yeah. if he ever felt it, you know, like, so it was just a lot. And it took me a lot, a lot of years, like a lot of years to just get past it. Like, no, I didn't have no feelings where I wanted to still be with him. Or I'm sure everybody knows I didn't want to be friends with her, but it literally was something that it was just like you really did that to me like (laughs) yeah so quick question about her like have you ever heard or seen any signs of her like doing it to other friends like did she have other friends like maybe like you noticed that kind of filtered off from her doing y'all friendship or like she never showed any type of signs or behavior that she would with other friends I'll say that she would be that type of person or do that type of thing or come from a family background you feel like well she was suffering from something that she would make a choice like that like you didn't see nothing I I never saw it coming and that's crazy the thing is like it was always me her and our friends at school or the times we did hang out outside of school it was like me her and being around her and her baby daddy to my understanding besides the mutual friends we had at school she had one friend that I knew of outside of school that like lived around her house but I never was with them to get like I there was no no signs like if I really felt like oh let me watch her or oh you doing that girl bad you'll do it to me there was nothing like literally that's how maybe sneaky she was yeah like I can't even go back before literally her second child's father calling me and telling me everything I can't even go back to be like that day they probably was or when I walked in the room or when we was off like there was none of those moments I did not know and maybe it's the naive part of me or they just literally like 
we don't know each other when she arrived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and by the, again, by the time I found out we was well out of high school and that could be also why we were just, we were still considering ourselves best friends, but now we're in adulthood. So we was not hanging out as much until my knowledge is just like we both figuring life out, but we talk, but I'm sure it was because they was messing around and she wasn't trying to, you know, check for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it was hard. Like, I don't even think I'm conveying everything I'm feeling like I'm feeling, but I can't articulate. Like it's so much more I want to say in my mind. Just like, where do, where do you go? What do you say? Like, but it was so hard. It was hard. Like, who expects betrayal on that level, especially at that age? Like, you don't at really know age. how to navigate. You know what I'm saying? You don't really know how to navigate it. And then I don't know if it makes it worse, but sometimes, you know, when we were all in high school at one point, when you're in high school, it's usually a lot about like the um, the way you dress, like being popular, like the in crowds and stuff like that. Like we all know high school culture, but I think too, like it was definitely, it sounds like at least it was the embarrassment from, like you said, now I have to wonder what this high school culture of people are going to think of me, one, mm-hmm. two, how they going to look at me. And now I have a child with a person that I don't know where this relationship is going to go. And I know I can't really afford to be there. And then this girl whom I thought was my best friend, who probably knows all of my secrets, who know, probably knew things about him that I told her, like... You know what I mean? It's yeah, it was just, even sad. Which I, yeah, it was even sad to me before. Like, oh, you know, once it really came out and people would come to me with their stories about where they saw them at and what made them suspected that I didn't know nothing about. It was even sad to me before. Like, oh, she said because you told her about all about how he was, she needed to try. First of all, I don't do that. So she made that up. But yeah. it was, it was there. It, of course, it affected that's the weird, whole parenting relationship. Her look good. Like, exactly. But again, she was young too. That was the young mindedness yeah. of it. I'll give grace where, you know what I'm saying? I'll, sure. Although I ain't got nothing for it, but I'm not going to sit up here and say we all didn't say or do stupid stuff. But again, we like between yeah. 19 and early 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. But um, of course, it affected the co parent relationships because again, they lived around, he moved in with her around the corner from me. So it would be times I have to either drop my kid off there or pick my kid up there. And now he with her and maybe he felt he needed to move a certain type of way where he wouldn't even open the door. Like, no, he not coming. I'm calling the phone trying to get my kid. Like, it was just bad. It was just bad. So they did go on to have a child together. And yeah, but... Which is more trauma or more added on top of that. It's like it just keeps growing. The, the detriment layers of it all. Of layers. It just keeps growing because not only did you betray me once, you betrayed me twice by continuing the relationship with her. Two, you mm-hmm. betrayed me as you being my child's father and having me have to come around this person to continue to have a relationship with you so that we can co-parent with our child and three and four you end up having a child with her which now is my child's brother so now I have to look at 
and and nothing against the child and I'm not yeah. a judgmental person or anything like that but it's just when you think about the layers of how it just continued to be betrayal. Like it wasn't one moment of betrayal. Like, oh, he slept with my best friend and you never saw her again and you never saw him again and they weren't together and everybody just disappeared because we graduated from high school. Like it it was the constant layers of betrayal every time. Like it wasn't one betrayal. It was like, you keep betraying me. Like you betrayed me once, you continue relationship with her. You betrayed me twice. You know, now I have to come. Now you live with her. Now I got to. Now I have to be triggered and reheal on top of add this to like, it was a lot. That's all I can say. Like it was a lot. It was a lot. I I never wanted to be looked at as the, oh, poor her person. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say like. It altered connections I had. Like, it was people I was cool with in high school, but I kind of just distanced myself. Like, you know, yeah. like, just let me remove myself because I don't know. I didn't follow them, but I'm sure it was remnants of them on social media. Now we out and we proud. Now we together. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. But it was just very embarrassing. And I had to get over all of that because it, it, I didn't do nothing wrong. You know, I didn't. Right. But... <sighs> It was hard. I mean, okay, so I know that you like y'all are in co-parenting mode and her son is nineteen. He's nineteen right now. Her son? I don't Your know. Son. Your son. Uh, yeah. Let me find out yeah. you know how old your yeah, son is. Like, mm. I got a lot of kids. I got a lot of kids. Yeah, he'll she got three year. kids. She act like she got fifty kids. Come on, I got a lot of kids. <laughs> So he is 19. So this, Mm -hmm. obviously this was 19 years ago, more than likely, or more or less. About 18, yeah. 19 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Since then, y'all have done y'all best in the Kobe Harrington department, obviously because you're raising an amazing son. And I like to think that, and I know for what I understand is that he is as present of a father as he probably could be under certain circumstances and situations. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah, and he's in his son's life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, do you find it difficult to be now as his not to say that this has any one thing has to do with the other, but do you find it difficult sometimes, like as his mom, to look at the situation with his dad and be like, and I, I don't even want to ask this question like this because I feel like I, I need to reword it before it sounds crazy. Do you feel like as his mom? in raising a son that do you feel like the uncomfortableness with him of like I don't want you to become this type of person or I don't want you to be or resemble has it ever been a thought in your mind like I don't want you to resemble the amount of hurt that I felt at one point with your dad of course of course like um well, my son was probably about five. And this is crazy because, but it was triggering for me. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, when my son was about five, he was like, um, 
you know how little kids talk like, oh, I got a girlfriend. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't got no girlfriend. What, what's your girlfriend? And he's like, I got five girlfriends. Ooh. When yeah, I say triggered, I was yeah. triggered. But he a kid, really? you know, he don't know. I was like, you don't have five girlfriends. He laughed. And I'm like, no, you listen to me. Like, I was serious. Like, you listen to me. You don't You don't have five girlfriends. That's not nice. You find one girl and you like one girl. But but it's crazy because I should have just laughed it off with him. But it was triggering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was triggering. Yeah, and like, yeah, like yeah. I, it was true, but you know, now I'm thinking about like, girl, he was a whole little kid, he don't know what he was yeah. talking about. In that moment, it was like, no, but of course, it was still a teachable moment. Like, I, yeah. you know, now that I think about like, it's okay, you taught him that it's not okay to have a whole bunch of girlfriends running around, even though he don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. But if I can be honest, still to this day, like, I, I forgive, but you know how sometimes, um, people grow in co parenting. And they be like, like, I, I, I'm, how can I describe it? Like, I, of course I don't hate him. You know, mm-hmm. I, he has a relationship with his son. I champion it. I support it. I rally for it. Um, but anytime we have to have, rea- you know, um, anytime we have to have like interaction, contact, yeah. yeah, interactions with each other, even 18 years late it's weird to me like it's weird like yeah mm, you know like talking to a stranger or somebody you just not really and it's been times over the years he'll he'll message me like happy mother's day and some y'all be thinking how dare you like you know what i'm saying but it's yeah. like a appreciation or he's you know years over the years like oh I appreciate the way you raise our son but to me how dare you you know what I'm saying yeah because like, I don't even like know how to wall. accept yeah and I promise yeah. y'all have no feelings but he's happily married now you know got a beautiful family and relationship it's not that but to me it's like I'm still that like uh I forget we ain't cool homie and you need to yeah. know that like we still <laughs> not cool <laughs> Like, I mean, but I feel you. I, that has to be something hard to get over because, like I said, if it maybe if it would just have been, oh, they slept together and you found out, it probably would have hit different. But I think it's definitely the buildup of betrayals, multiple betrayals on top of each other that probably kind of catapulted. Mean, act like she wasn't the. There was other girls before her. But that one was just like, oh, okay. yeah, that's different. Yeah, it was there. I mean, I shouldn't have stayed any way it goes, but yeah. it was like, that was just like, you people call it icing on the cake. That was the cake. Like, but, but think about saying? this when you, when you have your first, you cling to that person for, for sure. unknown reasons. Like, Especially when you day. have a upbringing like my, like you don't have your parents, it hits different. Like you yeah. looking for something to call your own, you looking for an attachment to be, you know, like yeah, to feel it's that sad to say, or... but yeah, you you trying to create your own love. Not saying how we was oh I'm gonna have a baby, but not that. But I'm just saying like the relationship when you have when you're not raised by your actual parents, it creates a a void. A, yeah a void yeah. that you're trying to feel so it was like oh this is it like you know I 
we happy. I love his family. They love me. Like, this is going to work. Then we eventually had a kid. Yeah. Like, it was just like, it was crazy. It was so crazy. And it was just so unseen. Like, I would have never saw that for myself. Like, ever. Even if it wasn't from him. But I just never saw that for myself. And it, it just made, it made things really hard. Yeah. Wow, friend, like, I don't know. So now we sitting out here talking about this, and I'm like, I've even felt over the years like, Dad, I wonder, am I wrong for feeling like he owed my son a conversation? Because you have to think. He went on to have a child with her, and, and there were instances when my son was around the child and come home talking about the child, and I had nothing against the child, but I can't react to it the same way you would it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, okay. Like, so now I'm looking like I'm moving funny, which yeah. my son ain't never said anything or nothing like that, but I just feel like, am I wrong for feeling like my son is owed a conversation and not by me, or did he grow up over the years feeling like, why my parents so separate? When I can't bring myself to tell him, like, hey, your dad did this. I have not told my son. Like, do yeah. you know who your brother's mom was to me? Do you, like, I have not. So, at some points, I felt like, oh, he owed him that conversation. He owed it to him to tell him. And now I'm sitting on here talking about it. I'm like, dad, do I tell my son about this first? Do I, you know what I'm saying? Do I let him listen to this story, like, out of respect for him? Because this ultimately... Yeah, affects him. Not saying in a negative way, but this is a part of his story. Yeah. So, do you think that if you did that, just knowing your child, like, would it affect him in a negative light and have him, would it alter the relationship with his father? I don't know, but I would not want it to. Yeah. Like, I definitely, like, I'm not really not that type of person. So, part of me, I want to say no, but who, you know, who you knows never in know. my job? Yeah. yeah. You know how I am when it comes to my my children and their dads. Like, I don't get in the way of that. Like, I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I support would, it. I think that would be a fear of mine because I would probably think, like, if I tell him, then what relationship that they have now might be altered or affected. And even though he might not physically be like, oh, I hate my dad now, or I don't like my dad. He might just kind of veer off like and look at him different. You know how some kids look at their parents like, oh, you're my hero. Like, mm-hmm. I love you for all of these reasons. And then they find out that you betrayed the other person that brought me into this world and that I love even more. And yeah. now it's like I'm looking at you sideways, like, can I trust you, bro? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, which I is know. what I don't want. Yeah, I never want him to to go that route or feel that way. Which yeah. is also like why I wouldn't want to be the one to have the conversation with because it's not it's not my bad thing yeah. to tell. Like it happened to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm putting it out on public platform, I'm like, okay, maybe I should just go ahead. And I've never talked to my son about it. Like, never to this yeah. day. Never. I can't even tell you if he knows. You know, kids hear things. They know, you know, but I yeah. can't hear and say, oh, I know for a fact he knows. I don't know if he knows because I've never talked to him about it. Yeah. 
Wow. And that's like a big deal too, because he has a brother out of that situation. And it's like, yeah, it's a big deal, friend. It's a big deal. So do you feel in this moment as we're speaking, because um, we're rearing the end of our show, Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there is some healing that should take place? And not to say that you aren't over this, over him or over the situation, but sp- speaking in regards to the things where I, where I asked about the trauma, you know, the insecurities that may have come from it. Do you feel like there's some healing in those areas that you need to continue or you feel even in this conversation that you may need to move forward and address? Um, as far as the healing go, like I said, at the start of this, from this situation, I felt like I'm 99.9% like healed from it. This was probably Mm -hmm. the 1% that I needed to speak it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, however, I would say it's probably something that needs to be done and not necessarily just because of this situation, but I did say it has affected some emotions in me. Yeah. You know, how I, how I react to things, how I feel about things. Like I'm, so maybe so, maybe so. Like Because some, and I'm sorry to cut you off because sometimes we do feel like, oh, I'm healed and I'm over that. But then... Mm -hmm. When something arises, like it's easy to be like, oh, I'm healed. But if you're triggered, mm-hmm. then are you healed? Like if, you exactly. know what I mean? Like if there's right. a moment like, do you where, get triggered when you heal? No. Right. Like you, you probably shouldn't. shouldn't. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and I've done this. I've been like, oh, I'm healed from that situation. And then I, something triggers me and I end up crying, like just bawling out. And I'm like, why am I crying? I thought mm-hmm. I was healed from this. But that's just your internal you know, source letting you know, like, no, there is more. You need to do more work in that area. You need to, you know, maybe look at some things because it's, it could be affecting other decisions that you're making in your life. So that's why I ask because I know that there, you know, although most times we do the bulk of the work, it's like maybe there are some little pieces of residue left behind from, you know, things that happen that alter the way that you handle certain situations, the way that you think the walls that you put up at the times that you put them up, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's some work that needs to be done in that. I'm, I'm really sure. I just feel like, I don't know. I just, after it happened, it kind of, I used to have a motto. Like I expect everybody to do exactly what they going to do. And that was just basically me having a defense mechanism like, oh, people can hurt you. People do that. They just do that. You know what I'm saying? To not like. Yeah. So I knew, you know, I always be like, friends, as long as you don't have no expectations, you can't get hurt. You know, speaking about myself, but. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just uh, like sitting here just talking about it and just read living it as I speak it I just you know it's kind of cliche because a lot of people do it but they're like what would you say to your 17 18 year old self going through this you know what I'm saying like yeah. I just want to hug her like girl it's okay like it, it's yeah it's bad 
but you didn't do nothing wrong but you should not feel shame this is not yours to carry like I just and it wasn't just shame for like one or two years like I might have just recently let go of shame when I started talking today you know what I'm saying the shame yeah. of it all just made me not talk about it like so I just want to tell myself like it you did nothing wrong and you you will make it you always do like and I I just want to say and commend you on just in spite of that because I don't know if like that's traumatic right like that mm-hmm. is traumatic and I'm sure some trauma has come from that I don't know if it was me that I would be operating in the way that you operate today as a woman um and as a wife, and I can't speak for every instance that happens in your marriage or every instance that you've had in other previous relationships or, you know, outside of what I know about you, but I feel like I know you enough to look at you and be like, okay, although that situation may have caused some issues and may have traumatized you in a specific way, it has not really closed you off completely to being open you know Mm -hmm. and seeking things out and being your best self that you can be at the time that you can be your best self Um, because you are an amazing woman and Mm -hmm. I believe you are an amazing wife and an amazing mom on top of that so I think Mm -hmm. that I always like to think that we go through things to learn lessons and to yeah. teach us how to, you know, teach us how to be and who to become. So, anyways, girl, I just think when I uh, when I officially decided that it wasn't my fault and I didn't do nothing wrong, I also had to, at some point after that, teach myself like I deserve, like I deserve to be loved and I deserve to be loved correctly. And I need to understand that anybody after him is not him. That's now, powerful. Did I deal with people that resemble that, yeah. you know, in a way, yes. So when it came to my husband, I resisted my husband for a long time because it was like mm. too good to be true. Like, why? Why do I deserve this? Why do I deserve you? And I told you mm. before that when I first got married or got engaged, when my husband proposed to me, like it took me a little bit to put it out or tell people. And then when I did, everybody was like, congratulate. I felt guilt. I felt guilt that people were congratulating. And it was the same people that went to high school with me. Like, oh, you deserve it. For some reason, hearing you deserve it made me feel like they're pitying you. Mm. So such a beautiful moment and such a beautiful time in my life still tied back to that. I felt like, or at least you felt that way. It tied back to that because all those yeah. same people that knew about that were saying you deserve it. It made me feel like, oh, they feel sorry for me. Like I don't yeah. want them to feel sorry for me. Like I don't want you know, like. So it was kind of like. Ugh. Although yeah. I'm happy I'm engaged, like maybe I shouldn't have said nothing, you know, again. So it surfaced again because of that. But and here's yeah, the I reason just, why, that that makes sense as to what you had said to me before. Like sometimes I don't feel deserving. Yeah. And I think that could be where that may stem from. Like, you know, feeling like 
although I know it wasn't my fault in this previous situation, like the insecurities from that probably were still there at that time. Like maybe I don't feel deserving because I'm looking at you and you are this man and you are whole and you are coming to me who's probably in pieces and broken from a situation that a man did to me years ago and you're accepting me as I am and wanting to you know yeah yeah and it just really made me feel like oh, why friend. do I deserve this yeah oh I hate that I'm crying because I'm not emotional about the situation I just feel like I do know that certain things like that instance, like, might make it hard for my husband at times. You know what I'm saying? Although I have the mentality, like, he's not that person. Yeah. He didn't do it to me. I know I could be difficult. Like, I know yeah. I could be difficult at times. So I appreciate him for, like, you know, being gentle with me. And, yeah. I think God gives us who we need, like, like yeah. for real. Like when God gives you somebody and he sends you somebody for real. And I will say this. I do believe that God gave you the right person based on who you are and the things that you've been through, because just how you know he handles you and and just how like some of your crazy i'll be like this girl is crazy this man accepts you at those moments and you probably crazier with him than you are with me so i'm for pretty sure, sure. yeah <laughs> like for <I'm> sure, sure. <laughs> but that's why i say like i really appreciate my husband yeah. because he's like gentle and he's like patient and it's a lot of stuff that I feel like he know like it's something there or some type of trauma just not even just this just a lot of stuff that he don't pry he don't push yeah but he like gentle and he yeah. like patient and I like really appreciate that cause I have told him before like I know you probably think like I'm just crazy but just know I get on my own nerves sometimes and I do think back to stuff or instances we have like I ain't even have to go that hard like I ain't even have to say that or you know or just do that but I just feel like if you like somebody listening that a young person that might be in something similar or just somebody not doing you right like it's not your fault And you deserve all the good things, you know, and if you're somebody out here playing with people's emotions, like it affects them far longer than you think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And in ways that could affect different situations, like different relationships, not even just speaking on, um, you know, your marriage, but other relationships, like relationships with your kids and like yeah, just how you are as a mom, with my friends, your like, friends and your family. And they're like my very best, you know, my best friend, she, Crystal, she got married and I love You can her say she your very best. Well, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Crystal. But, you know, I I have a a close relationship with her husband, whereas we speak and we, you know, talk when we see each other. But my best friend recently had a procedure done. And prior to, she sent me his number, like, reach out to him if you want to check on me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 
and I did, but I eventually got so uncomfortable and not nothing he did or not nothing that he said. But again, that mentality in me, like, this is wrong. I shouldn't be talking, you know, yeah. I reached out a little bit, checked on her one time and then instantly went to just communicating with her mom because it felt it didn't feel right. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's just weird. And he's very respectful. Of course, I'm very respectful. So he's never done nothing to make me feel like, ooh, you know uncomfortable as far as his actions and of course I don't see him in that type of way but still this is a this is just how I am like I feel very uncomfortable around my friends significant others in that way like I don't don't leave us in a room by ourselves yeah I ain't got to have his number you know what I'm saying like yeah but well my moment of uh truth and honesty to be 100% frank with you I feel that way with your husband um you know and I think I feel that way because of me knowing this situation. Like, again, I didn't know the whole ins and outs of it, but because I know it happened to you before, it it is a little weird. Like, you know, but I'm going to check up on my friend. I'm going to be like, okay, we're going to have to do If she get mad at me, she's going to have to just understand. But this going to be in K4 uh, text message thread. Like, it ain't going to be no phone conversations. <laughs> Because I, you know, when you know somebody went through something like that, you never want, especially because I love you to the magnitude that I do, I would never want to put myself in a position or you in a position to feel that again or even think that that is a possibility um, with your husband or with me. You know what I mean? Like just the relationship that you have with your husband, I would never want to put him in position to feel weird or for, to have you feel like, oh, they texting too much or you know what I mean? Like come to y'all, but see, that's the thing. Then hearing you say that, because I very much can tell that with you, mm-hmm. but I never said to you before, like, have I made you feel like I would be uncomfortable? No. Like, have I made you feel like, am I, you know, like. It's just so weird. It just affects so many areas. And although I feel healed and hold, it just like, uh, yeah, it's a moment in time that altered me. And it's even altering the people around me, how they dealing with me, you know, because they know it happened. And hearing you say that, I know you're coming from the purest place. But for me, that's like, she's pitying me. She's but I don't protecting think me from, and I know you're not. I, I think know, I'm protecting the friendship. Goes. And I want you to, I want to be clear. I'm protecting the friendship. I'm not pitying you. I'm protecting your marriage and your friendship with me because I don't want there to ever be a thought. And I think that when you're a good friend, mm-hmm. you make a sacrifice of putting yourself out there to a point where a person don't have a worry with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I put myself out there enough to you where I you I, you don't ever have to question my loyalty or me doing anything to you you know how i am about your marriage you know how mm-hmm. i am about your husband you know how i am about you like i would never but that's the thing i don't want you to feel like i have or like you don't i don't feel that. like that and granted i said she never gave me that but like i'm not that 
unhealed that I feel like, oh, let me watch everybody. You know, yeah. I, I truly believe people are going to do exactly what they want to do. And yeah. I'm not saying that you will or he will, but why should I live my life worried about, oh, is this going to happen again? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not yeah, living, for sure. torturing myself at that point, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. You guys, I hate that I cry and I want to be very clear. I did not I love cry that you guys. I did not cry because of the situation, but I do get emotional just thinking about how we as people go through things in life and what we like to call baggage. My baggage somehow falls at the feet of my husband and it's not fair yeah. to him, but he he does his best with it and I appreciate and love him for it. So that yeah. makes me emotional. Shout out to husband. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. Love me some him. Even though he be getting on my nerve, y'all. He funny. Girl, don't do but, that. Yeah. Love him. Well, Hi, guys. You got me crying on this podcast. Girl, I cried last time. So I guess it was time for you to cry. But I love that you cried because y'all need to know that she don't she don't get vulnerable a lot in spaces like this where she knows other people are listening or can see her <laughs> so she because not... it be testing my gangstability and i don't need nobody yeah. twisted like so for her to have that moment yeah for you to have that moment though it was it was nice to see like okay she's opening up and i think I don't know. I think that tears are cleansing and it's not like you're in pain because you already have accepted what has happened. So it's not like you're in pain from that. It's just refreshing to see you be vulnerable in this space. And I appreciate you letting me ask all the questions and being nosy and getting down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) I appreciate you helping me release it because now I ain't got to talk about it no more. No, <laughs> but yeah, it was heal, sis, heal. We trying to heal over true. here. Anything, exactly. any means necessary, like whatever. It's and take. just so y'all know, if the parties involved are listening, I forgive both of y'all. For period. Me. Period. Because <laughs> over here, it's gonna be a heal, pretty girl, somewhere. So, so, dead again. <laughs> <laughs> A heel, pretty girl summer. You hear me? That's yes, what it I'm is. I'm done talking here. about this. Well, I mean, if you have time for a what you tell, my what you tell might be a little triggering because I didn't know. <laughs> I knew we were going <laughs> to talk about this, but I didn't know you were going to cry. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. okay. So we do have a what you tell, guys, today. And I'm going to tap in. Actually, it's a what would you do. Um, I don't know. You think we should just do one? I'll just do one today since we kind of extended our time. All right. So what would you do if you had a best friend who you always spoke to about your relationship with your husband or significant other and everything else in your life? So she was like your go-to person. She was like that girl for you. Like y'all were really close, right? And she was at your wedding and other life-changing events. So like when you had a baby shower, she was there like at your wedding, she was there like she was your maid of honor, all of these things. Like that's how close you were. She She also always spoke about her man to you, which you never seen. And one day she posts the pic of her man hugged up and it was your husband. (laughs) Not the... (laughs) 
And y'all should have said to look that she had on her face. Do you want the healed and whole answer? Or? Baby, just answer. I don't even know. <laughs> Um, honestly, as much as I like to think that I'm healed and I'm whole <laughs> and can handle all things, I really can't say. I can't really say, but like I, I'm sure I will have the urge to put hands and set fire to everything and everybody. Like you I'm sure. Fire. Will I have the restraint though? I can't, I can't say that because I don't want. Listen, play with your mama, not me. <laughs> like. I don't like to be played with because I, I games is yeah, for yeah. kids. I don't play them. I feel you. Listen, like I. So, again, I would like to say that I would just walk away from the both of them and just be done. I would like to say that, but God is still working on me. So I might again might might have to lay hands and feet on everybody. Girl, well, to be clear, this was a real scenario. This happened in real life. And it kind of played out on social media. Um, but what would I do? Like, I don't know. I'm so girl by like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, first of all, he got to go. For sure. Like, and clearly he already gone. So it's, it's going to be a closed door and a quick divorce. Like, I'm not even going to play with that. Secondly... Girl, if he did that to me, you think he's not going to do it to you? And that's how I the feel. The like, saying, you, know, you lose them how you got them is very yeah. true. Like, you, he did it to me. You think he's not going to do it to you? So, to me, it's like, well. But I, I, and, I and can't I, say how I would feel because I know that's an emotional situation. Obviously, I would cry and obviously, I would be upset. But yeah. I can't say how I re- would react. Yeah, but yes, for yes, sure, yes. y'all both got to go. Like, and girl, bye. And those types of people, literally, you can tell they have the mentality like, oh, I got the prize now. But is is he really a prize? Right. If if a person would do that, did you really win, sis? You did me a favor and I I might not even need to be mad at you. Right. Because the whole time when you think about it, like you, you, you've been outside looking at my marriage, my relationship through a picture window thinking it's beautiful and thinking, you know, I have it all and now you think you got it so you look at it like oh I got it all I got everything you wanted or everything you had it's giving you're very much jealous sister you want to be me exactly and that's dangerous I don't need you that's dangerous so you have to move around immediately yes for sure for sure that's some fatal attraction weird stuff y'all what would y'all do cause who finna play nobody because that's weird like I don't care that's weird you gotta be crazy to do something like that anyway we love you guys we thank you for listening I thank you guys for letting me do an impromptu interview on my friend because I needed to get some things out of her that I didn't know about so do you feel like you got things out of me I do I feel like I I know things now that I didn't know and I, I think I understand you more too yeah, I feel like I understand you more. I feel like there are some things that I was like, okay, I knew that there were things that happened, like, oh, my but a little wacko, but I love her though. No, not even that, because you know me, friend. When I see somebody crazy, I automatically be like, what? What did they go through in their childhood? Like immediately, that be my thought. Like, I wonder what they went through. 
it don't be like a sympathy thing. It just be like, I wonder how did they get to this place of being like this? Like, did they go through something? You know, how was their childhood anyway? Because that's how I found out where all my mess came from. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, like I actually feel like I learned some stuff from the situation today. So, well, if she learned something, I'm sure you guys learned something. Um, excuse my crying and don't uh, ever yes. excuse your crying y'all she cried <laughs> and i'm excited because that's vulnerability and vulnerability is a, a very huge part of healing the moment that you can make yourself become vulnerable you are in your healing process and you are doing just fine so i am proud of you for crying and i appreciate you for letting me dig deep and i love you for always being open and honest mm-hmm. about your situations and guys we love you as well we're gonna tap out now you know where to find us you can find us on ig at golden underscore perceptions and on facebook at golden perceptions podcast you can email us send us some questions some suggestions anything else that you have for us you can even call us and say girl i ain't like that show let us know how you feel that's all we want to know let us know we open open to listening while you're here please hit that notification bell so you do not miss when an episode is uploaded don't forget to share 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 tell people tell your people to tell they people and we will talk to you all next time thank you again for listening bye bye